You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. You know how we do. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 37, Veronica Nichols. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. This week on the podcast, we have pole coach extraordinaire, Veronica Nichols. On this episode, we talk about Veronica's passion for teaming with dancers to help develop highly creative, unforgettable performances, how her career as a producer and director has contributed to her success as a pole coach, and how we have the potential to become more strong, open-minded, loving individuals and ultimately better citizens of the world from our experiences as pole dancers. And don't forget to check out Veronica's post-podcast interview on the blog at poleparlor.com where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. And while you're there, check out the Pole Parlor shop where you can pick up some fun pole dance gear for yourself and maybe even some holiday gifts for your pole-loving homies. And now, let's bring on Veronica. Welcome, Veronica Nichols, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, well, thank you for joining us today. Let's jump on in. For how long have you been polling, and how did you first discover pole dance? I have been polling for like about nine years, and um, it's actually an interesting story because um, I always have kind of like a I'm a, I'm a film producer. I'm an independent film producer. So I always have to have a side gig, right? And anybody in the entertainment industry knows you got to have a side gig. So right? LA. So, so LA. <laughs> so I always have like a friend side gig. So it's always kind of like a little different. So my old side gig was I worked at an adult novelty store. And my friend worked there with me too. And I was like in character, I had wigs. I was like, like it was so fun. And, um, fun. and met some of the most interesting people. But uh, so she... We went to this convention and they were giving away free pole dancing classes, like one class, like a free introductory class. So she's like, come on, let's do it. I signed us up, please. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> here I am. Right? So I was like, I don't want to. You know, I was really, really actually pretty shy person um, naturally and especially before pole. But um, so she... <clears throat> basically forced me, twisted my arm into it. And I think it's pretty ironic that the free introductory class was on my birthday. And so we went, or yeah, we went to the free introductory class and she loved it. She's like, let's do it. Let's do this class. And at the time you had to buy like a package. You couldn't just buy like one class. Um, so we signed up for the package and she, it was a $50 non-refundable fee. This is important because she ended up coming down with cancer and not being able to go. And she had asked me to, um, to pay her non-refundable fee. And so now I'm a hundred dollars in, right. And she can't go. Obviously I can't be mad at her. She did make it. Everything's good now, but yeah, like clear that up. (laughs) um, And I, and I really attribute her to giving me this gift, but so I'm a hundred dollars in, 
I can't just throw $100 away. So I was like, I asked the owner of the business, can I just roll her money over and then put it onto my account? She said, yeah. So then I ended up on this journey like alone when it was supposed to be like me and my girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. And um, it ended up me just on this solo journey and connecting with all these amazing people and kind of creating like a, a parallel life almost. And uh, so that was it. First class. I went in and never stopped. <laughs> kind of was like, I don't completely suck. Oh, this. <laughs> and where was this? Was this in L.A.? This was in L.A. Okay. It was um, a, a pole studio called um, Expositions. It was owned by Leah um, Daniels Butler, who's now like a big time casting agent for like top shows on um, on network TV. She was such an amazing woman. And we're still cool to this day. Um <clears throat> but she made this really great space where that's where I met Nadia. I was going to say, we had Nadia Sharif on a few weeks ago and she said that's where she got started too. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the sad part was, is like, uh, as the, as the industry expanded, uh, and I feel like this happens in industries and we'll probably see it again in a different way. But as the industry expanded, uh, kind of the business model had to change for studios. So, how it used to be priced before, how they used to take care of their overhead before, all changed. And so she shut the business down. And it was such a great, amazing space. Um, So I was heartbroken. I was the the one that came up through. I was a student, and then I became a teacher. I had this amazing teacher who I just flippantly one day said, my teacher was so great. I was like, one day I want to be good enough to teach. (laughs) Like, Two weeks later, they asked me to train. And no, I wasn't the strongest pole dancer with the most tricks, but I really understand teaching and I love teaching. Anything I grasp, I can share and I can explain. And I I think I have a gift for breaking things down. I've been told that. Um, But this space, um, luckily enough, was re reborn as uh, the new location of Luscious Maven. So I get to still have my womb where I was born. And it's it's a really great creative space. A lot of people, um, you know, make magic in that space. So it's a great space for me. And uh, and it just feels like home. It just, pole itself feels like home. Mm -hmm. No matter where I am, if I'm in a, if I'm teaching a class, you're going to get the same experience no matter what the four walls are. Mm -hmm. But it just like, a little extra icing on the cake in that in that space yeah I think I don't think people would disagree with that like I'm currently in that situation trying to find a new home pole studio in my new city yeah. and and it's like oh does this feel right what some people appreciate other people don't like so it's kind sure. of like you do have to find what feels like home so you can like really grow in that space so I feel you girl <laughs> I feel like that's the beautiful part about pole is yeah. You just you can find your niche and everything has a, di- a slightly different personality like we do. Yeah. You know, and that's and 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 we're all here to feed that. And and it, you might need something different on a different part of your dance journey, too. Exactly. So I always encourage people to try visit. And yeah, especially when you go out of town. Yeah. Try it. You know, mm-hmm. like that should be a tourist stop. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> like, where am I going to pull while I'm on vacay? Right. <laughs> um, and so you um, this this nine years ago, were you a dancer back then, though? Or like, what's no. your issue? No. Oh, wow. Okay. The funny thing is, I um, as a kid, I was like a TV kid. I wasn't even an, an outside kid. <laughs> I didn't like anything except like watch TV, maybe draw. I'm like a really um, 
I'm an introverted person naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but so then uh, I did get a little bit into working out like as I was, you know, becoming an adult and I took a little salsa here and there and a little belly dancing here and there, but nothing really stuck until pole. And then I just like, you know how it is. Yeah. It's like a drug. Like you just, you're just obsessed with it. You can't stop. Yeah. Even if you like, even if you need to stop for a reason, you're like, oh, <laughs> and it was early on I sprained my uh, right my dominant wrist and we didn't know then this is how young pole was we didn't know just switch to your other side we didn't even think about that right so I just had to stop pulling for like three months and I was like rabid for pole after that wow so, so um, you and you mentioned before you're um you do other things so you're also um like, what was your main focus then? Um, before, when I was polling, when, when I first, first started, started polling. Yeah. Um, well, I moved out to L.A. Uh, to work in the entertainment industry. And so I'm a writer, producer, director. Okay. And I primarily pr- produce um, independent films. Mm-hmm. And um, but when I moved to L.A., one of my main focuses and I had been doing that elsewhere. I lived in Atlanta briefly, okay. but um, I had moved to LA because I really wanted to focus well obviously it's the place to be for entertainment but I also wanted to focus on my directing so um, I was able to actually get into that a little bit more frequently via pole and I've been doing um, uh, music videos with the amazing Kelly Maglia oh my gosh I'm gonna put those links in the show notes because Kelly Maglia was a past guest and I just love her creativity I love her um her style her drive and when I found out you directed her music videos I was like what like this girl Veronica does everything her her music videos are stunning so I, I will put that um Yay, in notes because you. you really know how to highlight a dancer too as a director as a dancer yourself and yeah yeah and I feel like um uh, the the behind the scenes link she put out was actually really great too because it got to kind of see how we came up with some of these wild and crazy ideas and anytime, but it, it all stems from pole though. Really. Yeah. I feel like pole has helped me to really, uh, hone my voice as a director because when, when we're creating competition pieces or pieces for showcase, you're kind of creating like a mini story. I consider it like a little short film. You have all this character, all this costume. You have to tell this story. And sometimes I've had people bring me like really crazy requests and I don't ever want to squash the creativity. I want to find a way to make it like possible. You know, um, I remember Bryn and I worked together on her piece for California, uh, California pole dance competition. Is this Bryn Root? Bryn Root. Okay. Yeah. And do you remember the one she did as Khaleesi? Yes. So she, we're in session and she's like, okay, I really want like a real dragon. And I'm like, okay, well, those don't actually <laughs> kind of, but so we just, but, but we just were talking and we we're like, what if you got a Komodo dragon? Okay. That's crazy. What if it was a, um, an iguana, right? They have these big iguanas. We can, they have them, they're on commercials. So they act right. This is me, right? I'm in it with her. Right. So we try this, we try finding some iguanas and then we are on, I was on Instagram and there was some guy came up in the random section with this amazing like metallic dragon necklace thing. And I was like, 
oh my God, this is it, right? So then it turns out her friend that does her makeup is a an actual uh, special effects makeup artist. They're like best friends. Her name is Chloe Sins. She's amazing. And um, he was one of her fans from being on, um, what's the show, Face Off. And so we contacted him and got the thing. It was, uh, I think the competition was Sunday and we saw this on, on um, Instagram on Saturday and made it all happen and got the prop. And it was just the, it was the piece that sewed it all together. And like, re- it was such a gorgeous, gorgeous piece for Bren. I was really happy to be a part of that. Yeah. Like, so yeah, the reason why I wanted to have you on is because I don't think people are really clear. You are um, a pole dance choreographer and people like hire you to put, to help them bring pieces to life for performances and competitions. And so I don't know if people are really aware that what that role entails and that it's maybe even available. So I really want to hear from you. Like, so what, how does that happen? How does someone bring someone like you on? And what, what is your title even? Is it choreographer or? Actually, I don't consider myself a choreographer. Okay. I consider myself a coach. a coach. And I do think that there is a difference and they, okay. are, they both exist. Okay. Um, I think in order to be a choreographer, you have to have a really thorough dance background and a knowledge in, I feel like uh, the history of dance, I'm approaching it from a slightly different, I have a, 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 a really thorough his, uh, knowledge and history of pole. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and then, you know, I, I source what I need to source based upon whatever the piece is, but, um, and who the dancer is. Um, but um, I came about it in an interesting way. It kind of just was really organic. It wasn't anything I decided, oh, I'm going to do this thing. But it actually happened through Nadia. So Nadia and I were instructors at Expositions, and we basically did um, like a takeover on Sunday. So it was only me and her on Sunday. We taught all the classes, and then we would just have extra time, and we would just play around. And so I was in there with her when she created a lot of things, and um, would just kind of be there walking beside her on that creative journey and say maybe, hey, what if you try this? Or she'd be doing something and be like, oh, that's cool. What if you put your leg there? And just giving suggestions and kind of, um, I, I really like the analogy of like walking along the path with the person and um, kind of maybe a little bit of shaping and guiding. Uh, as I've gotten m- more experience as a coach, um, I, there are times where I want something really specific um, even if it's a move, it's usually floor work, but I find pole work to be very personal. I, I feel that, you know, you can come up with a really cool, dope pass of all these different crazy pole tricks and transitions, but if it doesn't feel good to the person that has to do it on stage, they're not really going to live. They're not going to, you know, uh, rise above the choreography or the execution of moves to that place where it makes the audience feel. And that's always what I'm, my goal is. So I remember when we were training, when Nadia and I were training for like her first competitions, like she's so dope. Like <laughs> who can take credit really for somebody? I, and I, and I, I will say my, my biggest thing I feel like is I, I know him when I see him though, I'm like, <laughs> you're special. <laughs> you let's do this. Right. Like you got to know how to pick them too. And when, when you're trying to have like kind of an elite team, um, so Nadia and I uh, were working together, and I was like, I'm not a choreographer, 
I kind of imagined myself being like, you know, if you ever see boxing, the, the, the boxers, they're in the ring. They've been training. Mm-hmm. They're in the ring, pop, 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 whatever. And they go back to the corner. And there's the person there in the corner that sprays the water in their mouth, wipes them down with the cloth. And they're like, you're, you're doing great. Get in there. Get that jab going. The uppercut. They're, it's like an encouraging thing. So um, I am I'm working their mind. Like I'm supportive like the whole time because competition is a mind twist. You know, it'll it'll get in there and it'll it'll make you self, you know, doubt yourself. It'll make you feel upset, sad, angry, like you go through like a gamut of emotions. And I just try to keep them level and walk them through that part, too. Um, And and it really is being a, a true shoulder to lean on as they walk down this really challenging path and push their bodies to God limits that you just don't even think are possible. Yeah. And it sounds like beyond that, would you also say you have like a visionary role in it as well? Do you help, um, with the visual part? Definitely. Yeah. Um, I think that I, I've even said, I have choreographed, there's been two pieces that I've choreographed top to bottom. Um, and it was, it was actually because the dancers were strong, but had a limited pole vocabulary. Mm-hmm. So I came up with the passes and we just spent a lot of time working on the passes, putting them to music. I did the floor work, everything, um, based upon, based around what their abilities were. So mm-hmm. it's still tailored to what their abilities are. Um, but yeah, if, even when it's somebody who could technically probably do it on their own, uh, that's like a, a, a star in their own right. Um, I still try to get involved in the creative, you know, whether it's from uh, the props, what kind of props do we use? How do we use them? Makeup, um, you know, character, out costume. We always have costume comp- consultations. Um, and we, a lot of us work with Kelly on that. Like a lot of my team. Kelly Maglia. Yeah. yeah Her costumes are incredible. Uh, just exquisite. And, um, I, I do have a small team that I continually work with and I will work with people outside of that team, but we, I don't know, Brian probably told you our name. He always, he's the best one at like <laughs> yeah, pumping she, our name. But she's saying Brian, she's talking about Brian Wolf Brian for those Wolf. who haven't, um, Brian Wolf, but that's okay because I don't know why not everyone listens to all of these podcasts, but no, he was a guest like a while ago. So if you haven't listened um, to that one, check out uh, Brian Wolf's podcast. And he talks about Veronica a lot and like how much he credits her with his success. So. He and I started um, together and this is a, a like another topic um, too is uh, like co-ed polling because when um, he first started polling, there actually was no co-ed class at that studio besides mine. Mm. It was very female only, which, um, you know, has its benefits. Um, so he, but in my class that was co-ed was a strength and conditioning class. So he was just in there doing like the hard (laughs) stuff (laughs) right away. Cup grip, cup grip, deadlift handspring from the ground. Anybody, (laughs) you know, uh, of course, Brian will. But, um, and so we had to end up doing a lot of private lessons in order to get him like, you know, the foundation, the more foundational things and, and keep, get him really solid on spins on static, which is kind of like his signature now. So, um, what's your guy's name? Hmm? Oh, we're team kill him. him. (laughs) Get on stage. We kill it. We kill it. That's always the goal is to like 
be willing to bleed on stage if need be. Like you just give it all, you know? So, uh, yeah, we have a really, really strong team. I'm really happy to um, be able to work with the level of talent that, that is willing to work with me. It's just, it's just an honor. Who else do you work with, just out of curiosity? You said Brian Wolf, Bryn Root. Uh, Sasha, Fierce, Sasha. Sasha Lee, Nadia, um, <clears throat> Anakia, Anakia Jackson. She's kind of new on the scene. She's been... Um, She's been doing a lot of competitions lately, and she's kind of got that more of the new exotic style. She's really into that right now. But her thing is very power sexy. Mm -hmm. uh, and she was somebody where she was coming to my regular classes. And um, I was like, she's – actually, it's a funny story. So Brian was auditioning for the uh, scholarship um, at the choreography house. And so we were working on a piece for that. And he was like, don't work with anybody else. It gets very successful. <laughs> And I was like, all right, cool, no problem. I don't have no plans on it, right? So then here she comes, and somebody actually at, at the studio that I, we were, she was coming to my class, somebody forgot they had a private with her for it. And it was like a Saturday, which is my day, and I was there. So they were like, well, will you just do the private? And I was like, Brian's going to kill me. <laughs> and so I did, and I was like, well, it's already really done, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, all right, fine, I'll do it. And then she was super dope, and I was like, Okay, do this, 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 and this. She made all the adjustments, and it was like, I was like, oh, I have to work with you. So I called Brian. I was like, you have a baby sister. <laughs> and he was like, no. Okay, I love her. She's dope. Yeah, and then he probably met her, and she's like the sweetest, yeah. most amazing woman ever. Oh. So who wouldn't want her as a sister? As a it's amazing. Sister? They're, they're, she is. She's so sweet, and um, we, we have a really – a really great time all together and I'm hoping that uh soon next year 2017 we're gonna have a team kill em show just a one-time thing not something we do all the time but especially because yes. I just want to like really uh showcase them and have them all interact kind of do their own specialties and do do interact together and do their own specialties in the solo and it just I just want to give them a venue to really truly weird out and be them because we're like kind of like the little weirdo misfit team <laughs> of dope dancers so yeah I, I love um what you come up with and actually if people are interested join the um pole parlor facebook group because i'm going to post some of your videos in there so people oh, cool. can see like what you know what some of uh the 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 finished pieces of what you work on with people can so they can yeah. kind of like see where your what your thumbprint is on things like and that's and then I'll just give you a list because that's just like the core group but I've worked okay. with Josiah Grant badass he and I did a piece that we're gonna work together again uh, I've worked with Nicole DePole she was really sweet to work with for the Bruno Mars and uh, the oh, yes. Europe MTV Europe thing the Gorillas piece we worked on um, and, uh, so it's just been a lot of really awesome opportunities and each one informs me not only as a, as a coach, but also as a director. And I feel like it's a real give and take with the artists. And, um, so I, I just feel, I, I would love if anybody takes a look at those, um, videos, the, the, the artists, the dancers work really, really hard. Um, and then they just, they, they really give it to you on stage and it's worth it. They're worth a look. They're worth a look. Yeah. What? So how, um, like what's the process? Like if someone's maybe interested in working with you, is it, yeah. are you like open to clients? Is it something where people sure. reach out and it's like, you know, say 
Because um, an interesting, I've seen, I saw an interesting conversation come up on Facebook um, a few weeks ago. And so it was like so perfect because we were already talking of you being on the podcast. So I'm excited to share this. But because the conversation was coming up, like if you're doing a competition piece, you know, what do you think is, do you think it's okay for someone else to choreograph it? Or do you think it's okay for someone else to be involved? And my initial reaction was like, yeah, duh, it's dance, you know, not no one exists in a bubble. But I think because our industry is so young and because we're so like bootstrapping sometimes that I don't even think a lot of people are aware that like in most dance, you know, competitions, performances, or even like say gymnastics, no one is just, you know, they have coaches. Um, no one is doing everything by themselves. So I, yeah, I don't know if people are even aware that like coaching is, something that's available to them. Is it something that you're seeing a lot of or do you? Um, I feel like there's a small group of us. Um, and I think that, um, you know, even if it's your friend, even if it's a, um, like a training buddy or something, you, it, 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 Pole, this part of pole, this aspect of pole, just like anything else, can be whatever you want it. That's what I love about our industry and it being young is that it can really literally, you can do it however you like because there are literally no rules. So um, I have... um, I have people that I reach out to. So like, I remember when I started first started working with Sasha, we were at the same um, studio a lot. And she was going, she was doing these competitions and not winning. And I was like, you should be winning. Like we, we got to work together. Please work with me. We did. She went on a rant, a run. We run like four or five titles in a row together. And, um, and, and then I've had people come to me like Joey was like, Hey, I really want to, Josiah was like, I really want to work with you. And then we did. And we won a title together. And, um, so sometimes I don't know who wants to work with me mm-hmm. and I'm open, but you know, I, if, if somebody wants to work with me, ask me like, let's, let's, let's see what happens, you know? Um, and, uh, Laura Martin, she came to me and said, let's work together flying Laura. And she was amazing. What an icon to be able to work with. And, um, we had a really great experience and I think she liked my manner, my methods. And, um, we had, uh, she and I tried to do some Skype uh, I was wondering, like, is this something you could do on Skype or do you have to travel to L.A. She, or something? She came up here because she was she in did. San Diego at the time. So she came yeah. up here. Uh, but we because tr- we tried to do Skype and neither one of us could figure it out. We were like, <laughs> what? On. So I feel really proud that I'm on the Skype right now. <laughs> you figured it out but, for Paul Farley that. <laughs> but um, and then sometimes I'll do a um, a workshop series. So um, I have a workshop series coming up for um uh, for like California in, in early February. And that's kind of more of a, a group thing. And I kind of break down the method I use in my one-on-ones, um, when I do a one-on-one, um, coaching training, uh, kind of similar thing. It's uh, a little bit diluted because there's more people there, but, um, that's, it's great if somebody's just getting into competitions, you know, like a level one, level two, it's great for like the PSO, how they have like the more amateur divisions when, when it, when it's time to get into like, you're pushing to that next level of competition, trying to go pro and go that route. And I think definitely kind of having an, I, I, I like to really train in an isolated manner. 
And um, so I don't like to share a studio. I don't like to be working on our thing in the corner and then there's somebody else in the competition over there. And it's not even, it's just, it's about creating a vacuum because I feel like what happens then is you have all this creative energy pent up and then you just explode on stage and no, and it, it blows everybody's mind because nobody knows what's happening. And nobody just knows distractions. Yeah, less, oh, totally less distractions. <laughs> well, I don't know. You can distract <laughs> yourself still. Oh, God, we can just be in there chit-chatting, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, people, li- you know, personal lives. There's enough distractions. Poll usually isn't really the main distraction. <laughs> it's, um, but I like... I like that they that it's almost like it's the secret that you have yeah. that you then you get to basically shout it out on stage and I feel like it makes a difference when in in the intensity of the performance. Yeah, and you're really good at kind of bringing in elements that are unexpected like you had mentioned with the piece with Bryn with the the dragon element that you brought in um another piece that you did again talking about Brian with Brian Wolf is he was like a unicorn and yeah yeah, his costume was something like I've never (laughs) seen it was like pink vinyl he had clouds all over the stage like Uh, I that were LED changing lights oh it was amazing I was like this I was like he really made my vision come to pass and that that story I know he told the story but I'll tell the story really (laughs) briefly too he um so we had just uh, one um, PPC, and when he did his succubus piece, and it was he was in heels. Everybody loved it. Like it was great, great. On the way home, really, literally a month later, he has Napa, and he never wants to do the same piece again. I get it. Yeah. I'm I'm cool with that, um, unless it's a showcase, but not for a competition. Yes. And so we're driving in the car. It's like play the song because we were kind of debating on a couple different songs, and he was kind of he was pretty particular about the song that he wanted he was kind of sure about it but I wasn't and so uh he plays the song he plays the first song and I was like nah, I'm not feeling it and it was my preference at that time and then he played the second song which was his preference and I was just sitting there and I had this idea and I was like afraid to tell him about it <laughs> and he was like I said like, okay I have an idea but I don't want to tell you and he was like what is it I said, okay, I want you to be a unicorn. And at first he was like, he had worn a ponytail a couple times. So I wanted him to have like a a blonde ponytail with like rainbow highlights (laughs) in it. And I was like, I want you to be a unicorn and all this. He was like, he looked at me and he was like, literally said to me, is your tampon giving you toxic shock? (laughs) I fell out because I feel he feels like I'm more of the conservative one of the two of us and he would not expect me to suggest something that out there um but I felt like it was just going to be perfect and it was and Kelly again Kelly Maglia with the amazing costume uh and my favorite part was were the hooves yeah and then I had to rhinestone the hooves I I just had to put some rhinestones on (gasps) I also like really, really love rhinestoning. So I worked with Crystal Gibson uh, for her CPDC piece, and I rhinestoned her little schoolgirl skirt. And I was just like at home in my spare time. She was like, please don't put any more on. It's really heavy. (laughs) (laughs) Can you please stop? Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, pole dancers seem to really enjoy rhinestones. So I feel like you weren't offending anyone with that. So that's... (laughs) As long as it doesn't weigh them down or they're trying to 
these crazy tricks. So yeah. yeah. Yes. Some fun, fun, fun pieces have been done. I've been really lucky. Yeah. So like for people maybe like that can't make your workshop and that are just in the beginning. Um, yeah. Just the beginning. Do you have any like hints um, in terms of maybe what they can do to add a little wow factor? Because you so randomly get beginners really be like really having the resources to explore just beyond getting the damn choreo down. So what is there maybe some little elements they can throw in that can kind of separate them? Well, I would say number one thing is I feel like you've got to love your song. And a lot of people have been saying that lately. Yeah. It's going to be with you for a long time. You know, Um, I think it, it really starts with the music and the music um, drives the initial portion of the creative process. And then, so you can't let the music ride you, so to speak. You have mm-hmm. to ride the music, but it needs to, it needs to be the driving force. So if you really love your music and you are able to find all, uh, like basically squeeze, like, if you know, when you're making lemonade and you've got to, you're trying to get all the juice out of the lemons, like you got to squeeze everything that you can out of that song, you know? Um, and, um, I find a lot of times people are like just kind of riding the surface of the song. They don't get deep into it. Uh, can you dance to the lyrics? Can you dance to different odd beats? Like what can you, what, what else can you do besides what's obvious, you know? And why, and I'm not a coach or qualified to really give um, advice, but I'm going to say as um, an audience member, please sure. don't pick a song that is like super popular that, <laughs> <laughs> For those who aren't watching, Veronica just did the yeah. strangling um, hand piece. <sighs> I can't, um, I can't tell you how many times I've been at like a competition and like the same, you know, four people do the same song because it's the most popular song right now. Maybe even look and go if you're so like need to do that song. Maybe go and on SoundCloud and find a remix of it or something sure. at least. That's like a, that's a great that's a great piece of advice. Find a remix, maybe mix remixes. We've done that a couple times. Oh, okay. Um, uh, it, I went to a competition one time and I was judging and it wasn't in California. Um, it was out of town in Midwest somewhere and literally 10 people did the same song. I was like deduct for I didn't really know but that's gonna be hard as a judge it was like irritating and then it's like um you just didn't want to hear the song anymore you just it's so hard you got to think to give them something exciting here's another uh uh, tip because depending on the competition judges could have been there all day long watching pole all day seeing people do basically a lot of the same moves over and over and just evaluating who did it best? How did it, you know, not even comparing people to each other, but did they execute it to its top potential? Um, and it, it gets boring, you know, after a while. So be that person that jars them, that, that shakes them out of the like days that they're in from watching this all day long and, um, and make them feel, you know, that's always my, our goal. You know, anybody that I'm working with, we want, I, I'd love for people to get goosebumps at some point, you know, that would be my, my ideal scenario. Um, or at least want to yell. If I can hear, if I listen to <laughs> videos later and there, and some people are like, yeah, <laughs> then we did our job, you know? So I look for that when I'm, when I'm with a client 
and they have to do their piece for me. Nobody ever gives me 100% in a studio practice. Like, you just can't because there's no audience to feed off of. But if they make me get up and or yell, yes, work, live, any of that, (laughs) then I know that's probably going to be a a moment that works on stage, too. So I, I do look for that when training with people. And I mean, if uh, if anybody is interested now that I've done it, figured out the Skype situation, <laughs> I could probably do some Skype coach sessions if people are, you or know, consultations or something. Sure. Yeah, people do it all the time. I know a lot of my a lot of my um, clients do because they're pole stars and they travel, yeah. and people want to still work with them, um, you know, when they're at their home base or when they're on tour. So it is a possibility, and I'm definitely open to that as well. I've seen it work really well for people before. Yeah, it's kind of like having, you know, even if maybe, you know, ideally you'd be working one-on-one through the entire process in person, but it sounds like maybe if someone's on, like, a limited budget or just starting off, maybe even be – I'm creating a business for you, by the way. So (laughs) take some notes because I think, you know, I'm not a performer or competitor, but I am, like – a, a big supporter of the community. I want to see it. Definitely. I want to see it expand and grow. And I just think one of those things is like making our, you know, stage shows better and like really putting like full potential out there. Cause I Agreed. know that it's there, but sometimes it's hard. I think people take on everything themselves and know that you have support systems out there and know that this is not something that's, you know, wrong. Like it shouldn't be, something that oh well you're cheating or there's some perception of that because this is what dance is this is what competing is this is what performing is this is like bringing out your highest potential bring in the resources of people that can help you like art directors you know definitely it's definitely not any form of cheating because you still have to get up there and execute and even if there are there are some actual choreographers that Mm -hmm. will come and they'll give you like they will give you a piece for your competition and they will train you on how to execute it. And that is valuable too. It, it depends on what that artist needs and wants. I had like, I had two art, two dancers that needed that from me and I did it, but that doesn't feed me as much. So I look for scenarios where it's more of a collaboration because they're learning, I'm learning, we're growing together, we're creating together. And that's what I really, um, that's what fuels my soul. So um, if somebody is looking for that kind of a relationship, that's where I feel like I come in. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do all the time. I might. There's going to be some things that I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be specific about. There's this one. Nadia hated doing it, hated in practice. I'd be like, do your arm in her. Um, I think it was California piece, the dream on the Aerosmith song. And I made her do this arm movement like a thousand times. She would never get it right. She'd be like, oh, I feel dumb. Oh. I feel dumb. And I made her do it on stage. It hit and it hit so hard. The crowd went wild and it was just a little thing. It wasn't the craziest pole move that she did, but I mean, it wasn't even a pole move, but sometimes those little things, they give the audience something that they can really digest. Cause a lot of times we're like dumbfounded by what's going on. And this, those little moments, let them catch up with you and let them connect with you before you move on to the next crazy part. So somebody to help you find those little pieces. Um, like I said, whoever, it can be somebody that's already in your life or, you know, it could be inspiration from other pieces or it could be me, but, um, you know, it's important to find magic moments 
little magic moments. Yeah, and you're a judge, so you can't, you know what what judges experience that yes. maybe someone who's never judged a competition piece before would be aware of. Like, and I always talk about that with my clients, and um, each competition's different too. So judging in different competitions is different. Like, you know, the same piece may or may not be able to win a totally different competition. You know, Um, I feel that some competitions uh, are very and then especially now a lot of competitions are getting specialized. Like we have Dance Filthy and, you know, um, Pole Theater, which has a little bit more freedom. They have different categories. But um, you have to also create a piece that suits the personality of that competition. It's true. So uh, I know that like uh, CPDC, California Pole Dance Competition, and Napa National Area Pole Art, both of those to me always want a powerful, dynamic, fun routine. Like the dramatic, slow, emotional ones don't really, they do okay, but it's gonna, uh, it's gonna, uh, like, life will beat them. <laughs> like, somebody just up on stage, just ripping their throat out, is gonna win, you know? Interesting. So, yeah, like, knowing these things, is I'm sure there's competitions where that would just flop. Where it wouldn't do as well, yeah. right. And you gotta maybe tailor it a little. I feel like when PSO Nationals was in Seattle, it was much more of a contemporary-driven um competition Mm -hmm. uh they wanted obviously strong dynamic pole movement but it was cased in more of a contemporary um like dressing you know Mm -hmm. it was more uh that was the feel of that competition Mm -hmm. so um and sometimes you can't predict it sometimes you don't know going in and you just have to be true to what you want to express which i think is always the case but if you know this competition is this way take what you love and and kind of meld it together with what the competition expects expectations are you know um so there's a way to do both but you should always try to find a way to stay true to what you know you love and what makes you feel happy on stage you know yeah i mean that's part of being um you know, this is speaking more to people at the higher professional levels. That's part of being a professional, you know, is like, yeah. you know, if you are, if you do want to win that competition, yeah, be true to yourself and know, well, you know, they are expecting more of like um, contemporary uh, execution. Then like, that's a fun challenge. Like, how can I do this my style? Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love this because I just feel like this is, maybe something that people haven't thought about, but also I feel like this is another area within pole where people can um, start um, maybe finding work or like practicing their skills in this area. Because I think that as the industry grows, this is going to be a need for this more. So maybe, you know, as maybe people pay for privates with teachers, maybe this, um, this type of like, I'm to me, I see you more as like a creative director slash coach I agree you know so you know maybe more roles will open up like this or maybe people should if they feel like this is their passion something they can you know pursue in different markets and stuff so definitely and it goes to we've worked with a lot of people in other areas like I feel like there's more costumers now there's more you know and I definitely think that that will continue to grow and um and each and and also it doesn't have to be somebody that's involved with it from this very, very top. It, or you could have, I've had a situation where like Jessica, 
I work for her too at Jagged, Jessica Anderson Gwen. And um, uh, I work for her at her studio. And then she wins, she's just wins titles. She's a, she's a choreographer. She studied dance in college and, you know, she's a real trained dancer, but sometimes you just want to talk it out. Oh yeah. You know, you just want a second set of eyes. So it don't, you don't have to feel like you lose yourself and you're turning over control to somebody else. Cause that's not, it doesn't have to be that way. I give somebody just as much as they want. Jessica and I had one, one meeting. I told her the stuff is cool. Hey, try that. She did it. It worked. And then she was off to the races, you know? Um, so it's never, um, it should never feel like an imposition on your creativity. It should feel like uh, support. Yeah, someone who's good at their job at what you do knows how to bring out the best in someone. They're not just, you know, what is, what's the saying? Like putting lipstick on a pig. Like, yes. you're not just like, oh, put use this nice costume. Here's a good song. Like, you're really like working with someone to bring out That's- their best qualities and like, it's, you know, suits them. You're not going to make someone who's lyrical do some like rock and roll stripper thing. That doesn't make no. sense. <laughs> and, and, they're, they're, and I will I'll admit there have been a couple of, I had a couple of clients come to me wanting to work with me. And then when we, when we got in it, it didn't, it didn't flow. And they ended up finding a fit with somebody else. Cause I have a really specific style. I'm pretty esoteric. I'm like little <laughs> universe, this, you know, and you gotta be, <laughs> that's gotta kind of work for you. Cause I, uh, really philosophical about the approach to it. So it, you, you can find the exact right thing. I think it's out there for everyone. Um, and you just, and, and you don't always know what you want going in. Sometimes it's figuring it out and that's part of the joy too. The joy is the journey. Yeah, that's the creative aspect of it, you know, is, you know, you you wouldn't just, you don't always go out and just hire like any designer, right? If you're getting right. your house designed, you're not just like, oh, I, I'm, I like this interior designer just based on, like you pick someone who's, who um, has done things before that are relatable to you that you, right. you know, see yourself uh, being a part of. So, and that makes sense to me. Do you get credit or anything like that? Or is this something more um, like, you know, you know, the people you work with, their successes, or is there, is there anything where like you, um, I don't know, I, I guess I, I don't know what I'm asking, like, but. <laughs> I feel like um, I consider the pieces that are, that I work on that, that win and most all the pieces, I consider them part of my resume too, yeah. but. Um, if, if somebody, if we work together and somebody wins a a title, I consider that a title for me too. I mean, obviously I'm not going to have the trophy or whatever, and I'm not looking, um, for uh, my goal is not to have like a ton of recognition or anything like that, but it just, uh, represents my work as well. Uh, so usually we have such a great relationship that they thank me without me having to ask them to thank me. Um, I think it's good etiquette to, um, to thank somebody that helped you, um, and just give them a little shout out. But I think people in our community are pretty good about this. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, whether it's the studio they worked at, they, they trained at, or a teacher that gave them a specific pass, even if they weren't training with them, um, you know, down to their customers and, you know, whoever does shoes for them. Uh, I feel like it's, it's a really good practice to have because it creates allies and it only strengthens your network. 
my main core team, we're like really close and we, we get even closer every time we, we work together. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like they always, they always shout me out. Um, and that's all I really would ask yeah. for. I feel you know? like eventually it gets to the point where, you know, um, there's more recognition in it. Like, you know, when you're awarded, say like for, you know, you do directing, for example, yeah. so the director is credited and then the costume designer is credited and the casting a- agent is, you know, all of that. Exactly. So it's, I was just wondering if there was a place where this was kind of like acknowledged, but it sounds like not yet, but it's, you know, I feel like it could, it, it should start going that way okay. because they're like, you're saying there, especially as the, as pieces get more intricate, mm-hmm. there's a lot that goes into it. You know, like I've, I'll, I'll help if they don't have a customer, I'll help with costuming or we'll paint props. Nadia and I've painted so many, made so many props together and it's not, um, it's not for ownership. It's yeah. just, it's, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's, I give my, my main, and I have a phrase for you. So I know that that's one of the questions at the end. I'm going to save it, okay. but I have a philosophy <laughs> that kind of just sums up how I feel about the process. It's like, I love being a part of it. I love the collaboration, but at the end of the day, it's not about me. Cause I'm not getting on that stage. Yeah. You know, I don't have that thing and, um, that drive I'm way too anxious and self-critical, but I can, I'm, I'm super good at supporting other people and helping them get there. That's why I could never, I would never be an actress either. Mm. I like it behind the scenes on that side of my life too. I like to be behind the camera. I like to be a motivating force, a little bit like puppeteer, which is funny because, you know, when you grow up, when you're growing up and you, they make you take those personality tests that tell yeah. you what you should do for a living. I would always get puppeteer. And I, <laughs> like, like, I don't think that pays. You can't even make money. <laughs> right. job. Come on. I live off of that. <laughs> but here I am puppeteering. Right. Um, in both areas. Metaphorical puppeteer. Yeah, so who knows, right? Here the universe speaks in weird ways. Here I go. Yeah. But um so um so yeah, I, I think that it's always great to just show the people that give to you that you appreciate their input, even though you're the one that's capitalizing the most, that's it's mm-hmm. getting the most out of it, that's pushing forward with the name and going on to tour and da 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 all that stuff. And that's what we're here. We we want to see you achieve those goals. That's why we do our part. Yeah. You know? So just like I thought what how you phrased it was great, Crimson, like just like a movie. You have all the credits, you know? But the actor still is there everybody yes. cares about, right? <laughs> <laughs> And that's okay. It's like just nice that, you know, um, it's just another position within the pole community. I don't like being on stage either. So I could completely relate to that. Like I would not want that at all. So (laughs) nerve wracking. I applaud them and I'm glad because I love watching. Yeah. So, so I I think, I think I'm thankful for everybody that wants to get out on the stage for performance, for showcase, for competition, for a studio dance at their home studio. They're all valuable and and we just love to watch you guys express. So thank you all, all the performers out there. We thank you. Exactly. And then we're grateful for you for making it really fun for us to watch. So (laughs) I love to be a part of it. Yeah. So um, let's jump into the second part of the interview for the standard questions. Uh, We've talked about a lot of dancers with you because you've just worked with so many. But um, separate question is, who is your pole crush? God, 
the, it's so funny when when I got these questions. Some of these were like, "Oh my God, how do I pick just one?" It's like yeah. when somebody asked me, "What's your favorite movie?" One movie, like I love movies. Right? Um, so I'm going to pick somebody that's like not on my team, even though my probably number one favorite is Nadia because I just like we are like a part of each other. Mm-hmm. But um, I really love Marlo. I mean. Mm-hmm. She's such a brilliant mover, and and I have always learned a lot from her. She's one person that if she ever comes around to town, even since I was a a student, um, Nadia actually was. I remember she was at Pole Show LA one year, and Nadia was like, "You're gonna love her," and. Um, she was like, she's like a mix of these two girls that we know. I was like, really? <laughs> and she was like, she came on stage, and I was like. And then she had a workshop and I went to the workshop. And so I always like just try to learn as much from her as possible. Um, Even her just movement philosophy is super educational for you developing and continuing to develop your own movement style. Um, And uh, I also love the way that she incorporates these these shapes into images. Like the Mm -hmm. photography that she and Ken are doing is just Mm -hmm. so mind-blowingly exquisite and I have a friend that photographs me and we actually all went out one time and they were the two the the two uh photographers were talking and stuff and I was like yeah tell him everything I want to <laughs> right uh but he's my my friend's dope too but um just the level of creativity in Marlo I think is just astronomical and I respect her so much, and I, 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 I do always mention her in, in classes. If it's, I'm not talking about Nadia or Brian, <laughs> I'm talking about Marlo, um, because uh, I find that a lot of her, so while some of her stuff is not accessible, if you don't have the, like, the physical skill set, I think, um, like, if you're not flexible or you don't, you know, whatever, but a lot, I feel like a lot is, is accessible for a wide variety of people, and it also tre- teaches you a lot about how to capitalize on grips in different areas of your body. I think that's what people mm-hmm. don't really realize that she's doing is her grip is so strong everywhere, not just in a couple places, not just her hands, not just her elbow or not just a, her knee grip is like she could just hang out there like she's not going anywhere. And it's like her and she uses her hips. She uses all the parts of her body to help her make these shapes and and move through these amazing transitions. So I try to emphasize that kind of movement in class when I'm instructing. Um, Because while I coach and do that, what I'm like, mostly doing pole is like, I teach a bunch of pole classes a week. I'm so many pole classes. Yeah, you do. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, but she would probably be out to off not on not of people I don't work with in a coaching capacity. She would probably be my number one. Oh wow! I never um, heard anyone describe her movement like that. Now I'm going to be really conscious of that when I'm like watching her videos about her grip. So I encourage everyone yeah. else to do the same. It's like a and way to learn. She was like one of the first people that I really recognized is so amazing with rotations on static pole, which I love. I was born on static pole. Like my original studio, our poles didn't even spin. Wow. So there was a long time where we were like, oh, my God, spinning pulls easy. It's totally not easy. No. Like, so <laughs> learn that <laughs> real fast. As I got on one, I was like, ah. But um, still a little bit afraid of spinning. But I, I go too fast. But um, if you can look at somebody and be like, oh, wow, what a dope um, spin pass. And you realize they're on static pole. 
a site and it is so much, so many forces of nature at work. Yeah. It's just uh, so awe inspiring. So yeah, that, um, she's great with that as well. Gotcha. Um, and so how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? <laughs> well, I, you know, it's interesting because I'm in this LA pole bubble. Mm-hmm. So I kind of don't know how stuff is elsewhere. Um, and it's like, I, when there's less studios, I don't know if it's better for all the studios. Like we have, I think around 30 studios in the LA metropolitan area. And that's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of choices for students. It's a lot. Um, and then you're, you know, everybody's, you're competitive. So, um, you know, I feel like pricing is really low and studios have, have a hard time sometimes certain months are slow, like holiday months, people yeah. travel, you know? Um, so I'd like to see personally, I'd like to see some stability for the studios so that mm-hmm. people can continue to get quality programs and, and have, you know, qualified instructors and safe, uh, classes with knowledgeable and certified instructors that are giving them, cause I, I, I've seen it from go from no is like zero regulation. Hey, we're just going to play on these poles. You know, <laughs> I've been doing this so long um, and seeing it kind of get some organization, you know, and some direction to it. And I think that if we can continue to go that way, but not stifle the creative, the creative side. Um, but I just want people to be safe. So that, you know, I'm really a stickler for certain things in my classes because I feel like form is everything and, um, and, and building the strength to do the things that you want to do instead of rushing, uh, you know, don't come over your first pole class time out. I want a handspring. <laughs> Can we fireman spin first though? <laughs> you know? Um, and I feel like there's a, um, uh, instant gratification thing that people want mm-hmm. that I'd like to see go away and people revisit the slow and steady. It's starting to, I feel, I feel a little shift in the energy, um, where, you know, it's okay to take your time and learn something and then practice it again. The next time you go to class, it's okay. You don't have yeah. to do all new stuff every time you go to class. And it's, I think review is important and making sure that your body is strong enough for going on so that you can have longevity and avoid injury that, that, so um, I'd like to see people slow down mm-hmm. and <laughs> and I'd like to see um, slow down, stay creative and continue to support one another and come together in acceptance of everything that pole can be. Pole can be athletic. Pole can be sexy. Pole can be dramatic. It can be any of these things. None's wrong. None's right. You can, it, pole can be stripping in the strip club. Pole can be only in a classroom. Like I've never danced in a club. I've only been in a classroom and maybe a couple times on stage. But there's no judgment, you know. And I would like for pole to go back. I think there's been a little bit of judgy moments, and I'd like to see it go back to a free space uh, where we don't tolerate judgment and we are open to everybody's self-expression. Yeah. Yes. That's so true. Very well said. 
day. Because <laughs> this should be all about, I mean, it's because at the end of the day, guys, it's pole dancing. We got to just love it. I know. Okay, it's it's really funny when people get all worked up about it. Like, you know, I try not to get, engage online, but, you know, people really get so worked up and I'm like, calm the hell down. It is it's pole, pole dancing. dancing. You know, and you can't love other people for their own styles when they're doing it from a place, you know, that's yeah. genuine to them. Then like, Get the hell out. Like, we don't need you. Yeah. And I feel like what's so inspiring to me about it is I've come in contact with, connected with, and become close to so many people from different backgrounds, um, whether that's their nationality or race, their socioeconomic position, their sexuality, identity, sexual identity, whatever. Age, like. Age, age. Oh, that's a huge one. I know. Age, people in class that are 60 something. <laughs> And 19 and, and all on the same page. I love it. And it's to me, it's like um, I feel like it has a real potential to be a unifying factor if we don't focus on those different preferences. Like I want to do Russian exotic style. Cool. Well, I want to do it like it's a conditioning class. Cool. You know, there's and you can want like I said in the beginning, you can want different things on different parts of your journey. And that's mm-hmm. OK, too. Um, I remember there was a big shoe store here that went out of business and I thought it was, had a huge sale and I thought, oh my God, it's going to be crazy in here. Like people are going to be tearing each other limb from limb, but actually it was the exact opposite. It was like, um, women were in there shopping. They were like, oh my God, those shoes are so cute. Did you see these over here? I think they're your size. Are you a nine? Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, the answer to world peace is shoes. <laughs> It's shoes. It's been under our nose the whole time. So it's like shoes and pole dancing. Like what? Bet what? What more do we need in life? Shoes and pole dancing are this keys to world peace. And if we focus on accepting each other and being the there variety. to support and give to one another, I love the variety. Yeah. Right. It's what makes it colorful, and color is what makes the world beauty beautiful. I hope everything gets better in 2017. Um, and, uh, and, and one way that, that that can happen is by us, you know, continuing to show each other love and support, even no matter what happens outside of our community. I was talking to one of my studio owners and they said that faced with what potentially could happen, our community is even more important because we, um, we are against body shaming. We're against, um, bigotry and hate on on whatever makes us different we want we're unified by uh what's always been kind of a universal uh uh voice which is music Mm. and if we if we stick to those like music can be our heartbeat and it can just keep us connected and keep us feeling positive and keep us sharing the love and i think that we can trickle that out to as many people as we can through um through our art. Yeah, I mean, think about it. How, how, I know me personally, and I've heard other people say this too, and I've hesitated to say this. I'm like, oh, this makes me sound like an asshole, but I am so much less judgmental of other people since I've started a poll. Like, I think because I'm less critical of myself now that yeah. I'm less critical of other people. So you're right. Like, being in this community is making you a better citizen of the world. <laughs> it really is because you just are, you just, ex- you, appre- it's not even just acceptance, yeah. it's also appreciation. Yeah. And I, and in, in life, I try not to be judgmental. That's why when I worked at the adult novelty store, it kind of worked for me because it, I got to be completely 
judgment free. People yeah. would come in and my first question was, what are you into? No judgment. <laughs> Let me help you get that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's how I feel in, in, in this world too. Like, what are you into? No judgment. And when people are in class, that's why we're here. We're here to test. We're here to fail. We're here to grow. Right. And, and I think we get all that in a poll class and people don't yeah. get that in life. People yeah. always feel like they have to be right. They always have to win. They always have to, you know, be better than the other person. You don't look at the other person. This is your journey. You're on a solo journey with people walking beside you on a solo journey. And so together we're on a journey, but your steps are your steps, you know, and however slow you need to go, however fast you need to go is it's, it's your world. And I feel like if we, we're confident in that and more in real life, then I feel people wouldn't have as many problems and be worried about what other people are doing. Worry about what you're doing. That's what now the poll is like, at a certain point, you got to be worried about what you're doing. Otherwise you're going <laughs> to fall off. Right. So you can't be worried about what other people are doing besides your teacher who's spotting you heavily. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. 100%. 100%. So we we to... are better citizens of the world. Let's share, <laughs> Let's share that. Let's spread the love. <laughs> so if people want to find you, well, do you have anything coming up that you want to share with the audience? And then also how can people find you on social media and all um, that stuff? I just have, uh, if, if you're in the LA area, I have a performance and competition workshop coming up in February. And you can find out more about that either on my Facebook page. I don't have like an athlete page or anything. I'm not that popular. But um, it's Veronica <laughs> Pohl, Veronica with a K, V-E-R-O-N-I-K-A, Pohl. And that's my same Instagram uh, for my Instagram too, Veronica Pohl. Um, and uh, that's it. I mean, I'm just always around. I'm always teaching. If you if you come to LA, look up a studio. Probably be there. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I that's teaching is my favorite thing. It gives me life on a daily basis, and um, that I think that's it. Uh, keep your eye out on those sites, and also yeah. we have a Team Killum uh, Instagram. Which so you need to update more. Just saying. <laughs> actually, actually, Brian Wolf's technically over that. I threw him under the bus real quick. But um, he was like, we need one. I was like, I already do two, and it's really bad. So <laughs> we all need to get on there and post. We should yeah. all take turns. So, yeah, because we can find out about the Team Killam um, showcase that you're going to do. So. Gonna do. Yeah, so we'll keep you guys updated on that. We'll, awesome. we'll do better. We will, we will Thank you. do a better <laughs> job on that. And then um, – you know, yeah. But if you want to contact, if anybody ever wants to contact me, uh, social media is great. Um, I, I, should I leave my email? Yeah. I'll put your email. Well, okay. is it in your social media? Can they mess- I, message you or? Yeah, they can message me on social media um, if they, if they, and I don't mind you putting my email. Okay, I'll put your email in the show notes. So if anyone's like really interested in this, that so you can email yeah. Or if they just have any questions and they want to, maybe there's somebody that they want to work, that they want to work with. And I'm definitely just down to help people achieve whatever their goal is. And I don't have to be super involved. If I can just point you on the right direction, then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a helper. I was born this. (laughs) So, uh, you know, I'd be happy to help. So that's very generous of you. Um, so before I let you go, You've hinted that you were already prepared for this, but can you leave us with what's the empowering message you have for us? 
So this is like my philosophy on how I work with people. And, um, and it can also be for yourself too. Okay. Right. Like basically, um, get out. So the, the, the phrase is let the star shine. So that's how I feel when I, when I'm working with someone, let the star shine. It's not about me. It's not about what I want most of the time, unless what I'm saying is going to make the star shine. (laughs) But um, don't encumber them. Let the star shine. Basically, get out of their way too. Give them some help, support, guidance, and then get out of the way. And the same thing goes for yourself. We all have a star inside of us, and a lot of times, what prevent, what keeps us from our best success um, is ourself. We stand, we get in our own way. So let your star shine. Get out of your own way. And if you're working with other people, let them shine. Let the star shine. I love it. And if you're unsure what that star is within you, maybe uh, bring on someone like Veronica that can help you discover your star. Yay. Because <laughs> we all got it. Yes. Very true. Oh, Veronica, thank you so much. It's been like super, um, I've learned a lot. It's been super fun talking with you, but very educational. Yay. I think a lot of us learned a lot. And um, I'm just so excited to see what you come up with next. Cool. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure and an honor. I really love what you're doing. Keep it up. It's such a fun thing to watch. And you always do. We always do learn something. As an, and I love being an audience member, too. So thank you for all of your oh. efforts. I know it takes a lot to put this together. So oh, we I appreciate, appreciate it. that. That's so kind of you to say. Um, big kiss. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Poll Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit pollparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other poloholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.